Alright, what's going on you guys? It's Chris and Rod here with another episode of Should I Play That? What's going on guys? What's going on Rod? How you doing? Uh, not bad man, you know for half a second I thought you were going to say should I watch that again? Um, oh shoot. I, I feel like it's going to slip up one of these days. Well, I mean maybe that's something that's uh, in the works down the road. Wink <laughs> wink. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, who knows? Yeah, yeah. literally, who knows? But anyways, this week we got a special guest in the building. We got Darius from the Agree to Disagree podcast. What's going on, man? What's going on? Yo, so it's 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 pretty cool having you on the show, and then also seeing that you have your own show. So go ahead and let the let the people know, you know, who you are, what your show is about. Give us like a quick rundown. Yeah. Well, I'm Darius. I run the Agree to Disagree podcast. And it's basically a show where we talk about all different types of sorts of things from movies, relationships, random pop culture news, just a lot of different stuff. But for the most part, it's a funny show. We laugh a lot, lots of jokes, and we like to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say that, like, that's definitely a show that I like listening to, like, when I'm either driving to work or, like, just, like, having the background. Because it's literally, like, sitting back, sort of like how we have it, where, like, it's just two people. Oh, for you guys, it's four of you guys. Yeah. But it's, like, it's just having, you know, four people in a room just, you know, talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's highly entertaining. I definitely recommend giving it a, a listen to. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. But, yeah, so this is episode eight. Of should I play that? This is eight mm-hmm. straight weeks. We're just talking about this off off uh, off stream. That um, eight weeks. That's pretty good. Eight episodes. Yeah, that's pretty that's consistent. not bad. Two two from ten. We are two from double digits officially. Exactly. Yeah. So you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor FM. I'm just sitting here, just rattling them off, just like with my hands. Just one, two, three. Here, yeah. Go. Hit it, hit it. There it is. Yeah. Man, man. So yeah. So basically, <laughs> yeah. So basically, at this point. Anywhere that you could really watch, you know, uh, listen to podcasts. And if we're not on something, let us know. Say less. We'll be there. (laughs) So uh, if you haven't listened to us before, we are a gaming podcast. And what we like to do to start the shows off is we like to uh, start off with, you know, what we've been playing for the past week. So we're going to go ahead and start off with our guest, Darius. What you've been playing, man? All right. So y'all going to look at me crazy, but... For the past two, three weeks now, I have been playing a fan-made game, a fan, a Pokemon fan-made game called uh, Pokemon Insurgents. Mm, and the one. story is crazy. It's like it has an adult story. Like people die in it. Like people are fusing with Pokemon. Like it's crazy. But it's it, it's. I've been having a good time playing it. Wait, wait. People are fusing with Pokemon. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, so and, there's there's and, like a human and then like a Psyduck combined together? So like I guess for a spoiler, I guess so. Like some guy had the DNA of Deoxys and he was trying to create like this ultimate Pokemon, but he needed the help of a guy that was sick. And he was like, I can help you from being sick. And then he gave the, the guy the Deoxys DNA and he fused and now he's like half human, half Deoxys. It's It's crazy. But wow. it's, okay. it's a great game. The story is insane, and it's a difficult game. Like it's the hardest Pokemon game I've ever played. Wait, so is it is the gameplay set up like a standard Pokemon game where it's like a, like a turn based kind of thing? Or right, it's it's set up the exact like basically the like Heart Gold Soul Silver style gameplay, even like art style. 
but they have like mega evolutions. They have everything that the latest games have. Okay. And it has all generations of Pokemon. So wait, let me ask this. So when you say that uh, this guy, he's half human, half Deoxys, is he like the antagonist? Like, is he the bad guy? So that's that the makes sense. Some... He's like a side bad guy. That's not even the main bad guy. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Huh. Right. It's insane. Hmm. So how did you come across this? Is this popular in the Pokemon community or? So it is kind of popular. Like out of, um, out of all the Pokemon fan made games, like Insurgents is kind of one of the more popular ones and it's pretty well known with the people who are like deep into Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And I came upon it just like around the news when Pokemon Sword and Shield first came out. I was like real hype. I was like, yo, like I got Pokemon on my mind. So. I was just looking at YouTube videos of people playing Pokemon and I saw somebody streaming Insurgents and I was like, this story sounds crazy. Like, so I just looked it up on the internet, found it, downloaded it for free and got it working. And I've been playing it for the past three weeks and I just now got to the Pokemon League and I'm no scrub at Pokemon. I play this game every day. <laughs> I just got to the Pokemon League. Wow. Yeah, that's huh. pretty cool. So, cool. so, so, so about how many hours do you think you pumped into it so far? Uh, I can tell you exactly 85 hours. Oof, wow. So just now get to the Pokemon League. That's actually just really good. Pokemon League. Now, are they using... Which generation of Pokemon are they using? All of them. Oh, all of them ever, up to this p current point. Correct. Wow. So I'm sort of surprised that Nintendo hasn't shut that down yet. I'm surprised, too, but I don't care. The game's <laughs> Even uh, one more fun fact about the game. So they have, like, you know how they have, like, Aloha... Uh, forms in Sun and Moon. Yeah. So they have certain Pokemon called Delta Pokemon, and they basically take your typical, like they basically do how a Lola form is. Like they have, um, for example, a Delta Charmander, and he's Ghost type. Wow. Yeah, and when you like get him all the way to his last evolution, he's like Ghost and Poison or something like that. Mm. And it's insane. Like the art style different. is pretty cool. It's 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 solid. I like it. Mm. Okay. Uh, I learned something new today. Oh yeah. Alright. And um I think we we I think you you hit me up maybe like a couple of weeks ago, but I think you just now did you just now pick up a switch? So have you picked up or played anything on that? Yeah, I've been playing just Smash and Mario Kart and surprisingly Stardew Valley. Mm, okay. Yeah, I got Stardew Valley because, um, like, for a female friend of mine, and she we hang out a lot, and she plays The Sims. So I was like, let me get this Stardew Valley. It might be something she like, and I kind of like it too. So I played that a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my 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 girlfriend uh, is a huge Sims fan as well, and she, I guess, I she got she was attracted to Stardew Valley because I guess the aspect of just kind of taking care of. Um, you know, a, a farm or I guess you're not really taking care of people, right? It's more just like right. your, your farm. Um, and I haven't played it myself, but I would like to actually hear a little bit more about that. Have you played the multiplayer? Oh, no. I just recently actually found out about the multiplayer. So oh, okay. I have a little more info on that. But uh, the game is pretty enjoyable because it's kind of built like The Sims where you have to manage like relationships with people and mm -hmm. you got to manage your farm. Like it's my type of game just – like it's like my type of casual game because I like casual games. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the perfect game to kind of like hop in for like twenty minutes and then maybe hop out if you have to do something else. Like right. it's you know maybe like fifteen before bed. Like that. I I love those type of games. Exactly. 
how many uh like in game years are you into it? Because I played it for a little bit and like I think I made it up to winter and then all my crops died and I was like crap, I have no other form of income. I don't know what else to do. I'm not that far because I usually only play it when um the girl who I got it for when we hang out, we usually play that sometimes. So I haven't I haven't put that many hours into it yet. So let me tell you now, prepare for the winter because winter is coming. <laughs> nice, timely, timely. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but that's that's what's up, man. So any is that for the most part what you've been like really heavily into lately? Yeah. For for the most part, I've been playing Pokemon and Surges like crazy. I've been waiting on Pokemon to come out on the Switch. I'm still trying to unlock on everybody on um, uh, Smash, but. For the most part. Yo, Smash hit me with a freaking, like, left turn. Because, like, on the main little spirit adventure mode, yeah, like, you got your regular map where, you know, it, it expands as you get to the edge or whatever. And I got to the main guy, beat him, and I was like, oh, man, I beat the game. That was pretty quick. No, you did nope. not beat the game. It goes <laughs> to, like, a dark place, and then now it's, like, a whole new map. And I got stressed out, and I haven't picked it up in a while because I thought I beat it, and I didn't. And it's hard. Yeah, that's why I stopped playing too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> well, uh, Darius, uh, actually, you said you're a big Pokemon fan. You just picked up a Switch. Have you not checked out Pokemon Let's Go yet? I have not, because I don't think I'm going to like it. Really? Uh, what what turns you off from that game? The um, No Wild, battle, no wild Battles. Mm, okay. Biggest thing. Understood. So I am a huge Gen 1 and Gen 2 fan. Um, those are my favorite ones, and I think it's mostly nostalgia. Like, I just grew up with those, um, so I'm most familiar. But I did play that game kind of out of reluctance um, because my girlfriend wanted to pick up Eevee, and <laughs> she was like, hey, we should play together, and you should trade with me. And I was like, eh, maybe, I don't know. I didn't know that much about the game prior to me picking it up. I actually had no idea there were no wild battles in the game. So initially, I'm playing it, and I'm thinking that something's broken or something's wrong because, <laughs> like, I can't fight the Pokemon I'm running into. Yeah. Uh, and it took me by surprise. But you know what, man? I, I put about 30 hours into that game in, like, a week and a half, and it was extremely fun. I, I had such a good time playing that game and reliving like red and blue. That's cool. I think I, I, I can. That's, that's I say I, I'd say it's worth it's worth picking up if um, if it's on sale, which honestly would be random because Nintendo games don't really go on sale. But like I think I've I think I've seen it for like forty bucks. I say forty bucks is a good price for it. Yeah, there isn't much of an end game. So if you're a big Pokemon fan and like you expect that 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 end game grind, there isn't that in it. Um, there's stuff to do. There's but only like a few things, and they're not that interesting. Um, but I would say it's worth it purely because of the upgrades that the series has experienced, and it's gonna be a good um, kind of prerequisite for when Sword and Shield come out because I think they're gonna they're gonna take a lot of things from Let's Go and transfer it to that. Um, I hope so. Yeah, and I think it's so cool how you have like the 3D worlds and you and the ways that the um the battles remind me of Pokemon Stadium in a way, um the way like visually, um so that's really neat. So I I think Darius, I think you would like it if you gave it a shot. I, I might try it out then. Mm-hmm. I might try it out because see me, I'm a big. I'm a big, like, the reason I play video games is for the story. Same reason why I watch anime. Like, the mm-hmm. story in video games and anime is always great. 
And I felt like like the, the fighting and the battles was part of like the story. And you took right. that away from me. And now I'm like, eh, but I'll give it a try. I'll see, I'll see what it's about. Yeah. Now I'll say this, being like a hardcore Pokemon fan, I thought I was going to hate the overworld stuff with the Pokemon, but I actually ended up really liking it because not only can you avoid Pokemon you don't want to battle, but you yes. actually see what Pokemon you get to fight or get to capture. So, yeah. And plus, uh, who doesn't want to ride on a Snorlax? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I've seen clips of that. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> like, there's so many other more efficient ways you could ride a Snorlax. <laughs> okay. <So> crazy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty... I, I, I never really use this in a sentence very often, but it is the most adorable thing that I think I've seen in a game ever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was worth it for that alone, I think. Okay, that's cool. I, I might try it out then. Alright, so, with that, Rod, what you been playing, man? So you know how last week I was like, man, I'm gonna come back and have so much to say about Phoenix Wright, I'm so excited that I bought it, you know, um, I didn't play any of it. Uh, but I, what, <laughs> what I did play was, uh, I played and completed Night in the Woods. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you were talking about it not last week, but the week before last, and and I had it on my Switch, and I had I did buy Phoenix Wright, and I was looking at all these games on my Switch, and I had a, a number that I hadn't completed yet, and I was like, I can't keep buying these games and not actually completing them. Like, what is going on? Um, so I I just finally sat down, and I had a few hours into in in, in Night in the Woods already, and I decided to just finish. I actually thought it would go a little. Uh, quick or slower than that, or that I would go a little slower, um, because I had like three or four hours, but I got re-enraptured in everything that was going on in Night in the Woods, and I ended up just completing the whole thing over the course of, uh, about a week. Um, and it is an extremely thoughtful and, and I want to say intelligent game because it respects it knows how it does something that i think even life is strange doesn't do and anybody who's listening knows like i'm you know i'm a big life is strange fan but one of the things that was kind of like you know iffy kind of 50 50 in the first season was the dialogue it wasn't like purely it just it didn't capture it felt like 40 year old dudes like writing teenage girl dialogue sometimes um so it didn't do that for me 100% of the time. Um, Night in the Woods feels sincere and it feels authentic 100% of the way through. Um, we've kind of talked about it already, so I won't go too far into the backstory, but just in case you don't know, uh, it's this game where you play as an anthropomorphic animal in a town full of anthropomorphic animals and uh, you play someone who has uh, recently left college uh, for reasons that you know you don't no from the outset and uh, she returns home and kind of tries to reintegrate herself into uh, her town her town life and she's kind of experiencing you know her family asking hey what happened at school like are you okay They're, her friends are kind of like you know they're living their own lives and she's kind of like trying to to figure out where she fits in on everything. And the way that the game is structured is that every day is like, um, like you do, you kind of explore the town during the day and then you could hang out with somebody at night and then that's a day. And then whatever you, whoever you don't hang out with, you actually 
miss their events. So there is replay value and going back and playing some of this stuff because you get to like, you know, um, hang out with Greg and go do crimes and like, or you can hang out with B and like, Go to a party or something like that. Like it's. Yo, I love how you said that. You can hang out with Greg and go do crime. Yo, oh, oh, literally, literally, that is what they say. Like they, they, it's really a really charming bit of dialogue where they they're trying to give each other like uh, courage in a really terrifying moment, and they just keep saying crimes to each other because they're like trying to convince themselves they're these hard badasses that are gonna do this awesome thing. Um, and they just keep telling each other crimes. We're gonna go do crimes. Yes, we're hard. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes like doing things with your hood rat friends. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but that's literally what it's like uh, in this game. Uh, and it's 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 really amazing what they managed to pull from you emotionally. Um, I, I was I found myself fairly moved by this game um and and relating to a lot of it um and i'm a late 20 something and i feel like you know i i can there are a lot of aspects of this that hit hit pretty hit pretty hard um but again i think a lot of the key to this game and i would never i would not call this a walking simulator i it kind of feels that way at first but there's so much more game to it than that you're actually doing things and um, you're interacting with people, yes, by walking, but like you're, you're actually playing, engaging in, within the world through these mini games. And, um, I, I found that to be, to, to be really satisfying at the end. I of mean, the- to think about it, it's like a life simulator. Just think, um, think Persona, just minus the R- RPG elements. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. You know, yeah. It kind of is like that. It is kind of like a slice of life simulator in a way, um, where you're, you're literally living this, this person's or this, this cat's life. Um, and it's, and I found it, I, I found it very moving. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that I played it. So. All right. So, well, um, with you finishing it, are you, will you, do you want to go ahead and give like your, should I, should you play that? Should I play that review? Like what, what do you recommend? Uh, yeah, I definitely think you should play this. This game is like twenty dollars. It's I've seen it on sale a few times for maybe like fifteen or twelve. Um, I think even at the full twenty dollar price, it's more than worth your time. It's about I would say anywhere between twelve to fifteen hours. Um, and I mean you could play that over the course of a week or two, and um, I think you can you can get a lot from it. Um, if you're looking for a good story, if you're looking for great characters. And especially exceptional dialogue. It's this is what you want to play. Um, this this is like a good spiritual sequel to Life is Strange right now. I mean, I know the actual Life is Strange sequel is out, but like if you need like a complete experience, like this is a good this is a good one of those games. I'm super glad I played this. All right. So is that for the most part what you were you knocked out this week? Yeah, that was actually it. Next week will actually probably be Phoenix right if something else doesn't come up. Um but that's it for me. What have you been playing? Man, I'm going from two people that enjoyed playing what they played this week and so going into <laughs> me who has had the worst luck yeah. like a hor- like I don't know. I feel like I haven't really enjoyed my playthrough in anything this week. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and finish out Super Dragon Ball Heroes because we talked about it last week. Um, it's just straight up like 60 bucks. It's not it's not worth it at all. Um, it is a I it's a game 
you could literally think of it as being like one of those free to play mobile games, which it should have been, but they charged $60 for it, took out all the ads, took out all of the microtransactions. It was like, here, here's a game. So you could sort of see the positives in that, but then at the same time, see the negatives. Um, when it comes down to like the story, like I'm still fairly like in the beginning of it. So I really, I really want to give this game its justice and give it its time, but I, I don't know. Like it's, it's something that's going to take me some time to actually go through and actually play it because, uh, it's, I see, I see where like the, how the gameplay could get like really in depth with like creating a quote unquote deck of characters. Because, right. um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, Super Dragon Ball Heroes is a card based, uh, like a hero driven game for in the Dragon Ball universe. You have characters from OG Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, and like the whole Xenoverse thing is like its own storyline that now like sort of like bridges all of this together. Um, so like let's say if you went online and you saw a picture of Super Saiyan 4 Broly. And you're thinking, wait, that's never happened in the show, never happened in the movies, but it looks like official artwork. It's a, it actually is official artwork. It's actually coming from the Dragon Ball's Hero game. And this was a game that was a arcade game in Japan. They then ported it to the 3DS, and it's now being ported to the Switch and PC. Right. So, um, I don't know. Like, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, but it's really different. Like, it's super different. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I'd be more inclined to like the game if I didn't pay 60 bucks for it. <laughs> hmm. And I know that shouldn't be, like, a... It really shouldn't be, like, a reason to knock a game, but I don't know. Like, it's it sort of is. Like, I think I would have enjoyed my experience more knowing that it was either free-to-play and, like, give me the option to, like, buy cards or earn cards through gameplay like which is which is weird because you would think that you know in this day and age we're like oh fuck microtransactions here i am asking for it (laughs) isn't it weird how that works yeah yeah absolutely so the dragon ball for the ip it can't even save this game is what you're saying oh man um i guess <laughs> it's really hard. It sounds it's, like you're better off just watching Dragon Ball Super again or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think this will be a game that I will play every now and then when I'm, you know, bored or if I actually want to like learn how to play the game because they sort of like give you a huge info dump at the beginning of the game and um, like they explain things but don't really explain them. There's a whole other thing about this game is that it's. Uh, it's translated, like the like the words and everything are translated, mm-hmm. but all of the audio is in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So like this little like, there's no English dub or anything like that. So whenever you're in battles, whenever you're uh, like doing things in menus, you just have Japanese people yelling at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. Know, it's just it's just a lot of things like that aren't working for me in this game. It's kind of surprising that they don't even offer the dub in this. Right? Like, like or at, least, or at, least, at least give me subtitles. Like, I was looking through the options. I was like, yo, let me get something so I know what these characters are saying. Yeah. So... Yeah, Dragon Ball is, like, the one franchise, the one anime franchise outside of maybe, like, Naruto that always get a dub. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I mean, like I said, the this is all these are all the characters from uh Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, and Dragon Ball Z Universe. So like right. like a ton of characters. Like I was looking at how many cards you could get in this game, it was like over a thousand. So mm-hmm. these yeah, so these are all different characters that have different abilities, that have different classes. So like the ga- like the game has the potential to become really deep. It's just I I personally, I can't, I can't, like, I, that's how honest I, I'm going to get about this game, is that I, I will, I'll give this a hard pass right now. Mm, now, if you, now, if you're a person that you could get into, and it's hard to say card game, because when you think card game, you think of having, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, where, like, uh, it's like a full deck, you have, like, a bunch of, like, characters, but your deck only consists of, like, seven heroes, right. or, or villains, so, uh, it's more like a team slash hero fighter. We're mm-hmm. not even a fighter. Like it's it's so many it's so many like genres mixed into the one as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. um, if you want to see more gameplay of it or see me struggle playing it, um, I do have a clip on it on our Facebook page. Should I play that? I did a quick look. Um, at some point, I might stream it again because I really want to give this game a chance since I love Dragon Ball so much, but. As of right now, I'm being honest with you guys. It's a it's a pass. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely tune into the stream if you want to see a man in abject pain uh, <laughs> due to a video game. Yes. I actually have a uh, quick question. Did you guys play the Shonen Force? Nah, I skipped that. I read. See, listen. Here's the thing. So as soon as they announced Jump Force, I was like, Yo, didn't they release this game a couple years ago called uh, J Stars? Was it was the same exact game, but now, but now it's just shinier, a new, a new paint coat. Basically, yeah. So I I avoided that bullet completely. Gotcha. What about you? Did you play it? Me? Yeah. Oh no! See, I haven't played it because when I saw it, I was just like, this game doesn't look like it's gonna work well functionally. Yeah. Mm. Like, it just looks like a mess, kind of. Yeah, like, and that's... Like, yeah. I like the idea of it, you know, uh-huh. seeing Yugi and the guy from Death Note and all that jazz and these characters in the same place, but as far as the functionality and the fighting style of it, I don't think it works. Yeah, so... Well, I could be wrong, that's why I asked. So. Oh, no, yeah, you're completely right. <laughs> and, and I think it was the people that are really hyped for that game, they either won... They missed the uh, J Stars, so they didn't really know too much about it, or they didn't play it, and and or it was like the same situation I was about Dragon Ball Heroes, where they were just so enwrapped in like you know the lore of it. They're like, oh, you know what, this, this you know this could be a decent game. This could be okay. Mm-hmm. See, but me, no, the combination of the two. I'm like, I'm a fan of all these characters, but I played the previous game, and I was like, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. So I was I had mixed emotions. So every time I get a chance, I ask people if they played it, and I get mixed mixed answers every time. No, the people that are saying that is good. They're lying to you. Those aren't your friends. <laughs> Damn. Well, understood. <laughs> All right, and then last up, I uh, I attempted to play World War Z. Oh, and there's a, is that, what, and there's, you, whatever do you mean attempted? And there's a huge asterisk by attempted. Yeah. So, um, World War Z is a uh, third-person um, 
it's like a third person zombie shooter uh made by Saber Interactive. It's based on the World War Z movie and everything like that. So um if you if you're going into it for a story, just watch the movie. And it's not even like it's like based on like the actual movie. It's more or less just based on the world of World War Z. Um and the closest thing, and you'll hear a lot of people talk about it, that it's a uh, it's a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, which, uh, I mean, in some ways it is. Whenever you watch, wait, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I'm, I'm as a huge, huge Left 4 Dead fan, I'm waiting with bated breath on whether <laughs> I need I need to play this game. Okay, Where's so the so the way they set up everything is that yeah, it's the way. The game layout is, it's like Left 4 Dead, where you could choose to go into certain episodes or certain parts into the episodes. And every time you play the game, there's a quote-unquote game director or AI that will randomize where enemies show up. If you happen to get good weapons, like at the beginning of the level, they'll then tone up the difficulty and vice versa. If you're getting shredded throughout the whole level they'll put more weapons for you whenever you're about to fight hordes. So it's the replay value is there. So you could uh, play with buddies um, numerous times and like still have fun. Right. Um, and it's a, it's a four player co-op game. But what I like is that instead of just being like a generic person, you have classes and with these classes, like every time you're playing, you're leveling up the classes, making the classes stronger. So right. you have, you have like a, um, like me, I play as a medic. So like I have like a, a like it's like a syringe I get to shoot out at people to not necessarily heal them, but it gives them like a temporary like health boost and stuff like that. So okay, so it seems like maybe a little bit more in in depth than Left 4 Dead, at least in terms of the class stuff. Exactly. So, like, yeah. yeah, you have that, and then the weapons, like, when you're leveling up, like, your weapons, right. you're not necessarily leveling up, like, a weapon tree, but mm-hmm. you're leveling up, like, what weapons you'll find in the open world. Okay. Okay. So, I, I've got a couple questions, but keep going. I, you might hit them. Okay. So, uh, like I said, like, that's, that's the basic gist of the game. Um, oh. It's... Something that you can play offline, you can play online. Of course, you'll want to play this online with buddies. Right. So the times that I have played, uh, it's I think the servers are set up peer to peer. So I believe like when in that case, if the host leaves, then it kicks everybody out. Oh no! Yeah. So I ran I ran across that like the first uh, like when the game launched. Yeah. Uh, I played for about an hour, or I tried to play for about an hour and a half, ran across that a couple times. The next day, I came across uh, a group. We actually got through two parts of the first episode, and then the game just disconnected us. And with me playing with randoms, I didn't have, like, their IDs or anything like that, so I just completely lost this really good group of people playing this game. Oh, that's not good. I hope they change. I hope that's one of the big changes they're going to make soon. Yeah. So, um, like, when it comes down to, like, the actual gameplay, like, it's pretty intense because, like, just like the movie, like, there are a ton of zombies and, like, they come from, like, all over the place. They will, like, sort of like in a movie, bunch up, like, on a wall, climb climb over each other so they could reach where you're at. Yeah. So, 
Uh, this is definitely one of those games where, like, you see a ton of enemies on the screen, and they're all coming after you. So, so it is, I've got a question about the Horde, actually. So, yeah. So, you, do, is there a variant on, like, the Witch, or something like that, or the Tanks, or... Yeah, so there's actually a variant from, I want to say not all of those from Left 4 Dead, but you have, like, um... What was the one that there's like the the pouncer? It's the one that like comes out of nowhere, pounces on you, and attacks you. There is a tank. There is um, is is like there's like a guy that like uh, like if you don't shoot him in the head, like he has like a bunch of gas that releases from him. He's like he's like in a hazmat suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so like they're different like variations of zombies. Okay. So enough to for it to be like kind of state interesting because there there is a game director in this right yeah so like the game will like throw those enemies at you because of like whether or not you're doing good or bad okay hmm. okay are, are so, there multiple difficulty levels yeah so this whole time i'm playing on on easy because the game sort of scales based on what your level is so okay. when you um you start the game it will automatically puts you in on easy if you start leveling up that's not like you can still lo- like choose a harder difficulty if you're not at the right level, but it recommends you to be a certain level because mm-hmm. you'll have certain perks. Okay. But I don't know. Like, I've I've uh, read other people's impressions on it. I've talked to other people that played it, and they've had better luck with me. So maybe I'm, like, maybe I'm, like, the one-off, but, like, there's a, a good ton of people. Like, I know I think for the first day, the game being out, like, the, for PS4, the servers are down. Right. So Good. I know that that's not just a me thing, but later on they got fixed. But whenever I tried to play, I'd either start playing, uh, you know, like the the host would leave or I'd get disconnected for the game. So it was just, I don't know, after going through what I got went through with Jack of All Heroes this week, I was like, you know what? I'm good. Um, <laughs> let me just come back to this later and I'll, I'll you know, I'll give it another go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious, man. I really do. I'm, I'm okay. So I I actually completely forgot this game existed until we brought it up last week. And and, and I mean, I, I'm or, I'm already sort of interested because it's a Left 4 Dead kind of it has inspiration from that series. But I'm also turned off because I hate World War Z, the movie. Uh, so and it seems like you know it's forty dollars. It's by a developer I'm not really super familiar with. So like I. There are all sorts of red flags just going off for me right now, but everything you're saying makes it sound like it's worth it. Yeah, like I feel like if I'm uh, if I play this with friends that I know that the internet's not going to crap out on me, then I'll have more fun. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to give like a shout out on social media to see if anybody else you know picked this up. I'll play it with them, potentially stream it. But uh, PS4. Because yeah, I saw the game and I was like a hair away from buying it, and literally I was looking at the trailer. And I was like, do I want to play this game? And then it got to the part where it basically was centered around a biker guy. And it kind of, you, what was, um, you remember the GTA 4 DC, DLCs? Yeah. The Ballad of Gay Tony. What was the other one? Um, Lost in the Damned. Yep, that's it. Damned. I loved Ballad of Gay Tony. Great. Awesome. I could not play Lost in the Damned. Right. And I can't really explain to you why. Like, I don't, maybe it's because I don't really care for like motorcycles and stuff like that. And I, and I learned that that was like a big mechanic of the game. Like, you had a motorcycle and you upgraded it and all that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's what turned me off. Like that was the thing. I was like, eh, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But based off of what you're saying. Oh yeah, and like you could you could uh, choose like your preferred character and everything like that, so you don't have to play that character. And really? then yeah, and then yeah, and like every every episode it looks like has like different characters. So yeah, so yeah, so it's it's honestly it's all about like just the gameplay of like playing it with people and just shooting zombies. So uh, hopefully when the when the game works, I'll have more to say about it. Well, I will get it this weekend, and we will play that shit. All right, cool. Appreciate that. We'll have something to talk about next week. Oh, yeah. All right, so with that, we're ending our What You've Been Playing segment. Um, like I said before, we are on different platforms. If you're uh, listening to this on Anchor, on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, like leave a review. Let us know what you think mm-hmm. and uh, give us some feedback. I've gotten some feedback just personally from friends. Uh, this past week, and you guys love us, so thanks. <laughs> so, uh, with that, we're gonna go ahead and head into our news segment. And uh, with that news segment, what we like to do is it's sort of like a rapid fire. So we'll talk about news, give our thoughts on it, and just move on from that. So starting off this week, uh, which is like a last minute like addition into this news section, but Persona 5's Joker is quote-unquote, in Smash Brothers now. So Mm -hmm. uh, as of, like, this being released, he'll be out, and the Nintendo servers will be back up, I guess. But as of, like, (laughs) us recording this right now, um, like, the update just dropped, and, like, the server's completely cracked out. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't update the game. You can't go to the eShop to buy them. Like, it's, it's pretty wild right now. But how, yeah. do you guys, how do you guys feel about uh, Joker being in in Smash Ultimate? I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell us a little bit about that, Darius. Yeah. Cause, so me as a guy who absolutely loved Persona from top to bottom, when I found out that they was bringing in, like, you, you know you see all the, the character reveals for the Smash characters and everybody's all overreacting. When they did that for Joker, I was dead ass in tears. Like, yes. <laughs> like, yes, this is the day of awakening. <laughs> I needed this. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Yeah, um, I'm excited too. Like, he seems like he's a, like a technical fighter, sort of like a mix between, uh, Bayonetta and he gives me like a Bayonetta and a Cloud type of vibe. Yeah, with the charge thing. For his yeah. Business. So yeah, so like he has his gimmick in the game is that um, his down special, he charges a meter, and once the meter fills up, he uh, he summons his persona, and his persona will of course like it'll amplify all of his moves, change up his move set a little bit. But like the the crazy part though, I, what I thought was wild was that when you're doing the charge. You can you still take damage, but he sort of just sits there and eats the damage. Yeah, like it doesn't launch him. Yeah. So I mean, he definitely has like some uh, some room to. I don't. I wouldn't say be OP, but I feel like he, since he's, it looks like he'll be more technical. Um, it'll be interesting to see what people do with him. I'm going to do everything I can to master him. <laughs> <laughs> Instant main. I got you. Instant. Um, so not only did they announce him, but uh, the stage Mementos, which is from Persona 5, um, um, I think has a really cool mechanic where 
based on what uh, song that's playing, it'll change the background of the stage. Beautiful. So if it's playing stuff in Persona 5, it'll be red. If it's playing stuff in Persona 3, it'll be blue. And then Persona 4 will be yellow. Yeah. Which is so cool. It's a, such a cool mechanic. And also a cool thing that they're even having representation for Persona 3 and 4, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, with the, um, with the B costumes? Yeah, with, well, yeah, with the me costumes, the music, the stage colors, like, I, I think all that stuff is, is really sweet. I'm um, so happy they're adding the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some good selections, too, like, probably the best tracks on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not only that, they added, like we said, the, um, the me fighter costumes. There's also a 3.0 update, so of course, some characters get buffed and nerfed. Um, I already checked it out. My boy Incineroar wasn't touched, so that's good. <laughs> they added a stage builder, a video editor, and um, I think the stage builder and the video editor, I think most both of those are things that people didn't really see coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good good to see that they're still adding modes to so, the So you never saw it coming? Oh, wow. I threw that up in the end. You caught you it. Did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's that with Persona 5. Um, Love if you If you catch us on Facebook whenever we stream, we do our stream, our Smash Brothers streams on Thursday nights. So um, as of this episode being out, you might have missed that stream already. But <laughs> next week's stream is going to be on a Tuesday because next Thursday is a special night. And that's Endgame. Oh, I was about to say, what's that? Why? We have not talked about this. What is that? Okay. Special night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm seeing Endgame. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna push the stream up to Tuesday because I, I gotta I have to see how this ends. Mm-hmm. You know this you know ten plus year saga, and I'll be damned if I get spoiled. So I had to add, like as soon as the tickets dropped, I had to buy the tickets. Yeah. I'm not seeing it till Saturday, so I have to protect myself. Mm, yeah. Stay- Stay away from the internet. Stay away from people you don't like because they might spoil it for you. Yo, did you see? Did you see when they was leaking the footage? Mm, I yeah. did not. I did not. Yeah. Actually. So yeah. So stay stay away from the internet. Like it's out there now. No, what's crazy is I think Disney like shot it down. Like I don't see any of the leaks anymore. Like people are not even talking about it. Good. There's there is Good. a uh, there. Quick aside, there is actually a group called the Righteous few or something like that where they're a bunch of like good samaritans who are like spoiling themselves so they can get rid of spoilers everywhere else like on forums and youtube and everywhere wow yeah it's insane they're stronger than me those are heroes we don't deserve (laughs) yeah for real though they really are (laughs) all right so next up uh gamestop and this isn't like uh hey guys this bash gamestop news segment this is it's not it's not. No, this is okay. actually a new policy that they're going to start um, in a couple of weeks. Actually, no, I guess a week from now, a week or two from now. Uh, yes, yeah, about a week. Yeah, so they're launching a Guaranteed to Love It program. So if you buy a brand new game um, at $59.99, of course, um, at launch, you can return the game within 48 hours to get your money back in trade and trade in credit. So you're not directly getting your money back. But let's say, uh, and it's starting with Days Gone. So let's say you buy Days Gone. And I guess this is more or less for you, Darius, because you said that you don't like the whole biker gang mm-hmm. mechanic. So let's say, like, you just off the whim decided, hey, 
I want to buy Days Gone. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Looks cool. Start the game. Realize there's a motorcycle. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you can then take the game back with the receipt within 48 hours and get your $59.99 back in trading credit. So uh, definitely a interesting new policy. Um, I, I, I guess... I guess it's more in line with like what you know, PlayStation Network, what Steam, what all these companies are pretty much doing now. Um, I mean, granted, they're giving you like a whole forty-eight hours. So, not saying I'm going to condone this, but let's say if you marathon the game and, <laughs> and then say that you hate it, you could potentially bring that back. But um, I don't know. Let's see how long this lasts. Let's see if they will keep this going because I know for I think last summer they had a uh, policy where you could pretty much rent games, but got canned after like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm personally very curious what the parameters of this end up being. Like, I mean, are they going? To, are, are they going to do this for only AAA big budget games? Like, are what are they? You know, we, there's clearly a four day window. Like, it's I think it's from the what 25th to the through the 28th. Um, I mean. I don't know what the real plan is with that, or, or did they make something with Sony saying like, "Hey, this is cool to to do this." Um, I'm not even sure why. Is this confidence in the title itself, or well, is this? Yeah, I think that's. I think you hit the note where like it might be a like particular games, so it's not going to be every game that comes out. It'll probably right. just be since this is a, pro, a program. It'll probably just be specific AAA games that they know most people are going to like. Or they, they could guarantee that you won't be able to, like, speed run it in a, in a day or two. I do wonder if this is, in large part, a, as the kids say, a clapback towards um, digital, all digital future that's coming for us uh, shortly. Because, you know, this is a good way to... I, I don't think that outside of Steam, there's a really awesome return policy yet sony kind of is starting to wade into those waters um but here i mean they're offering you the opportunity to get a full 60 dollars back even if you open the game that's kind of unheard of really um because you you don't get that back through through physical retail um so to me it kind of reads like a a um a rebuttal of the the all digital future yeah yeah and uh, just like we said before, it's um, you're getting back trade credit, so it's not like something where you get your money back. Um, but right. I still think like it's it's a it's still a good gesture, uh, good on GameStop. I know that they've you know they've gone through some things this past year, and I think they have a temporary CEO now, or they are really close to like him you know starting. So uh, hopefully this is like the start of them turning that you know company around. GameStop been on a slippery slope for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. All right, and last up, we have the official news of the uh, new discless Xbox One coming out, and it's coming mm. out in May. Uh, the Xbox. So here's the thing. All right, let me let me just because I noticed this today. It's an Xbox One S, and it's called the all digital version. Yes. But, but when you when you abbreviate that. It's Xbox One S A D. What does that say? It's the Xbox One Sad. Oh uh, wow. <laughs> oh 
That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I just I just heard a bunch of people just groan. I just heard one person was like, "Oh, this guy stinks." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But we've been we've been talking about this for a while. It's like it's not really, you know, nothing new. This has been rumored for a while. So yeah. now that we have a definite price point, we have, you know, uh, some reviewers actually have it, you know, just to, you know, just to see. Like it's literally an Xbox One S, and they gutted out the disk drive. Right. And my whole thing is, this is like, who's asking for all these different variations of these consoles? Like you got, you got the Xbox One, you got the Xbox One S, you got the PlayStation Four, you got the PlayStation Four Pro, you got the PlayStation Four Slim. It's like, just come out with a console. And just come out with a console. Yeah, you do make a really good point. Um, I would say that uh, we're approach since we're approaching the end of this generation, they're gonna try to keep doing these kind of things. And I honestly do believe that this sad console <laughs> is is kind of Microsoft's way of testing the, these waters because initially, if you guys remember, this is something that Microsoft was kind of playing with uh, when they first announced the the one X like this is, or I'm sorry, not the one X, just the Xbox one in general. Um, they were going to release a console that did not, it was not going, they were not going to allow you to have discs. Uh, it was not going to be a thing. It was only going to be a digital console. Um, I think this is them testing that theory, maybe seeing what kind of works, what kind of doesn't, or maybe getting people used to it, you know, and maybe once the console reveal happens around say, I don't know, E3, then you know, people might be a little more warm to the idea. I think this this is a soft test, to be honest with you guys. Um, Do that stuff in house. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't need to see this. <laughs> yeah. So, are you a digital guy, physical guy? I'm assuming physical. I mean, me, I kind of got a mix of both. I'm not even gonna lie. Like for the games, because I like casual games, so I'm not going to buy a physical copy of a casual game. But for, like, AAA games, I would want to buy the physical copy just to, you know, support the company and say, hey, we bought this unit, we sold this unit, and I'd like to have, like, the book on how to case. But that's for, like, the big games. And for sometimes I buy digital casual games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or unless like, it's a game right. I know I need to have for, like, a quick fire, like 2K, for example, I got to mm-hmm. have it digital. Because I know every now and then, like, at the end of the day, I love basketball games, so... Every now and then, I want to just be able to play that real quick. So I've right. got a little bit of both. Right. You like to have the that choice, that option. Right. Um. Yeah, you're right. And 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 this doesn't give you one. You know, this this is definitely a all or nothing kind of deal. So I definitely am with you on that. Um. Yeah. I, I me personally, this doesn't interest me all that much personally because I'm interested in the ramifications of this, like the the macro level we pull back in like a year's time and we see like what like the effect of this um and and what other people will do in response to it i'm interested in that but as far as me purchasing this i can't see it um i don't purchase things digitally if i can help it um if there's some if there's a physical version of something i'll i'll likely go out of my way to go get that um so i don't think and especially in the age of you know, 100 gigabyte games. We've just finished talking about the division for a couple of weeks. Um, and that was a 100 gig affair. Um, and you know, I can't, I, I got that on a disc that would have been a hundred gigs. I would have to, had to download on the internet, you know, 
everybody's got data caps, you know, like it or not. Um, and I just don't, I personally have a, an issue with this. And, and, and like you, I like what you said, Darius, about, you know, you mentioned that you like to have the case and the book and like the artwork. You like to have something in your hands. Um, that's me too. I, I love that. Um, I also want to say really quick that 250 is, I don't think that's a good idea for, for this thing. I think they should have gone 200 max. I think 250 is way too close to, um, you know, the Switch. I think it's too close to the other models for these consoles, the PlayStation and the, the other Xbox. Like, I, I don't know what they were thinking with that. Well, I think that, um, cause the Xbox One S, well, just Xboxes in general always go on sale for the holidays. So I think they, granted, I would have liked a $100 difference between the all digital and the regular editions. But I think that that was the point was to like have an even cheaper version of the Xbox for whatever, like they decide to do their Xbox sales. You'll have a version that will be a little bit cheaper. So, um, I could, I don't know. Like, yeah, you I, can't even bundle. You can't even bundle in Christmas because you, you can't bundle games with this unless you, I guess you could, yeah, but no, digital, like this, digital codes, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, yeah. this, uh, I think when, um, I was watching a review and, um, the game, I think, I think it's actually bundled with three games. So I think they gave Forza, they gave Minecraft, and then they gave one other game. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Like, he has no I am. Plug me in. Like, I'm, like, as, as much as sometimes it's bite me in the butt, all for all digital, I feel that Xbox, they're the right, I feel like they're the right company to make this type of move because they have the right uh, programs for it. You have their Xbox Live service that gives you the free games when you have Xbox Live. You have the Xbox Live um, Game Pass, which you have a ton of games to just download and play. So they definitely have the right things in motions to actually have a system that is all digital. But why are you getting this over an S, which is the same price? Oh. <laughs> he said, oh. <laughs> I mean... I, I, it, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even, like, you know, I'm not coming at you about that, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, genuinely, why would someone choose to have a less, have fewer options for the same, for the same price? I wouldn't personally, I don't know anyone who would really do that unless they just straight up didn't want discs ever, but I mean, you could still have that option though. Like, why? You know, it's like they're, when you they're, have... they're putting they're putting the price tag of fifty dollars between having that option and not having that option. That's basically what they're doing. Wait, wait, wait what do you mean? Like between so, like fifty dollars? Yeah, between? yeah. Because if you want the the disc drive, then you pay an extra fifty dollars and you have just the regular Xbox One S. But if you don't care for, if you normally download all your things, if you know that. You'll be um, using the Game Pass. You'll be buying your games digitally. Why not save that fifty bucks and just go with the all digital? But you get there, okay. So right now, right this moment, I'm looking at a two hundred dollar Xbox One regular Xbox One S one terabyte console with Anthem and a, a free month of EA. Okay, access. okay, okay, okay. So I feel like when the system actually comes out, and I, I think the I, what's his name. Um, was it Major Herb or whatever? The, oh, uh, uh, Major Nelson. 
Major Nelson. Yeah. Um, I think what he said, um, Major you know, Herb. I'm sorry. Go I ahead. don't know. Larry, um, Larry Herb. Larry Herb. Major Nelson, yeah. Major Nelson. <laughs> I think I mixed both of the names. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so, um, I think their whole thing is that they're going to keep the, the digital, the all digital version $50 cheaper. So when you have a Xbox One S priced at that point, that digital version will be 200 instead of 250. Like they want to keep that fifty dollar difference between both consoles. So you're talking about for the holidays. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know. I don't know why they would price. Why would they put the premium price up now? I just I don't get where the where you're getting value. If you want to buy one tomorrow or next month when it releases, what is the incentive? What is what is the incentive for getting it then? I just don't get the value proposition they're trying to to put forth here. That's what I'm missing. That, that makes sense. But if you're Mr. Plug Me In like I am, <laughs> just download everything. Yeah, get but, the Game Pass. But it's, you could you download everything with the regular console though for the same price for more shit. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's a good point. It's a very good point. But I just I, I think about these things and I just wonder like I get where their head is at not the pricing wise. I don't understand that, but I get practically why they're th- starting to turn their eye towards, you know, uh the digital marketplace and what they're trying to do with that. Like that part I get, but you know, kind of like Darius was saying like you know, maybe they should have thought about that a little bit more. Like, cause I, I don't understand why someone would choose one over the other in this case or the digital over all the right. record. All right. Yeah. So I, I just pulled up, pulled it up. Yeah. So you, like I said, anytime you have like those, like the bundles that are like 250, mm-hmm. then the all digital version will be 200. Like it will always be priced cheaper than the regular version. Okay. Like, and, and this is, you're talking about Christmas time. This is anytime. 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 So, anytime, anytime the system is on sale, the, the all digital version will be $50 cheaper. Anytime. Okay, so that is something like Microsoft mandated. Like that's Exactly. Um, okay. Okay, I guess I'm confused because I was looking at an actual S bundle. And that seemed to say, hey, I'm $249 right now. Yeah. So like, let's say that that bundle is, let's say that the all digital version is out at the same time this bundle is that you're looking at. If you looked at the all digital version of that same bundle, okay. then it'd be 200 instead of 249. So the regular bundle is going up to 250 or 300 and the, the all digital is going 250. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Okay. That I, I still think it's entirely too expensive. I think 250 is ridiculous. I think that's completely ridiculous. That's a, it's a $50 difference. Um, I think it would be more attractive if it was, um, 200, just MSRP straight up. I think 200 is a better price for that. Um, because then you're putting a, not only a $100 difference between them. Um, you know, I just think that asking anything over 200 for this thing is completely asinine. Um, you're asking people to sacrifice their disc tray for $50 less than if they didn't. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure that down the road, the person that 
buys that, they'll come across the time where they're like, oh, you know, a friend comes over, a friend wants to let them borrow a game, and he gives yeah. them the game. Yeah. Wait, I can't insert the disc because I have no disc drive. Right. Yeah, so how do we know how that's working quite yet? Like, our, I'm assuming everything is going to be in the cloud and in the profiles and, like... Exactly. It, yeah, like, there's literally no disk drive in the, in the system. Like, they gutted it. It's completely gone. What, what's... Uh, how much... How many terabytes comes in? Uh, is this just one, one terabyte? Ter- yeah, one terabyte. That is that is actually maybe even more insane to me. Because, like, that that's... You you guaranteed are going to have games on there. If I buy the Vision tomorrow on this thing... That's going to be over 100 gigs. Well, Overwatch and Division are going to be very hefty games. Like I just downloaded a 25 gig patch for Overwatch last night. So, like I I, I don't I don't know one terabyte. It seems kind of stingy to me. Um, but. Yeah. When I look at it, I can't. Kind of look at because you know like the whole Apple thing. You know they take away a thing that you would think, well, why would they ever do that? And then it works out in the in the end. And I kind of think that's where their thinking is, but I don't think it's going to work out the way they think it's going to work out. That's actually a really great point. Um, I do think it's exactly like the Apple thing, to be honest. That's that's a really good point, and I hadn't really considered that. Um, like that's you know the 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 what's it called the what did they take? They just took this away from the. From the phones, um, the home button. No, not the home. Well, yeah, that's a, yeah, that <laughs> that too. Um, but it was something else. the the oh jack, the headphone jack. Oh, you never got rid of that. Um, yeah, so that was crazy to me. So that was something that people have kind of come to accept, right? Like as just yeah. a a norm. Um, but something that still affects me to this day. I have an iPhone now, and like I actually hate that. Um, and it's very inconvenient to someone like me who actually uses, uh, you know, three millimeter jack. Um, but you know, I think for the most part, most people have kind of, kind of gotten over it. And I do agree with you that like, I'm not 100% sure how this is going to work. That being said, the marketplace seems to be aligning with this train of thought. It feels like it's going to be pushed on us the more that you and I don't want it. Um, at least as quickly because the Google stat, uh, Stadia is pushing that. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation, there are a bunch of rumors right now saying that they're doing that. Xbox is releasing an entire console like that. Um, it seems like this is something that, like it or not, we might have to get used to. And I, you don't have to drag me kicking and screaming, but you know, I, I don't know. Um, my thing is, it's like, okay, if you want to get rid of a major feature that I've always had since the beginning of time, it has to come with some type of benefit and the benefit with the phone was it's more water resistant it's more space for batteries there's room for another speaker like there's other things that they can do without the headphone jack with the console there's literally no benefit for not having the disk drive yeah which i feel like my case in point for the whole all digital thing and like and it like looking into like the google stadia is that once we get a a good, like, you know, form factor of, like, how accessible it is, people overlook it. Look at, like, what uh, Apple did with the iTunes store, or, like, the Apple Music did with, like, uh, streaming music. Look at what Spotify did with streaming music. Look at what Netflix did with streaming movies. Who would have thought that, you know, I mean, Blockbuster sure as hell didn't see that coming, and they had a chance to buy Netflix. Wait, wait. So... Um... Yeah. It's, it's all about just the convenience. If, if 
we could get the internet infrastructure up so that people can yeah. actually use this and stream yeah. and like everything can, can be convenient. Yeah. Then, then I can see, you know, everyone just, you know, get used to it. Yeah. I, I do think about that often too. That's, that's also a really good point, um, about Netflix. Like if you look at the, the film landscape, like film is obviously is a huge, huge hobby of mine and I, I, I'm, all into this all the time and i i notice that you know hollywood's the studios in general um you know they are really like they they repudiate netflix like they actually they they don't want netflix to be the reigning top dog because that means less people go to the, the theater there or even want to and less people pay money to see their movies unless you're like a marvel film or something like gigantic <laughs> Um, like, you know, nobody, like the mid budget adult drama doesn't exist anymore. Um, and a large part of that has, I mean, a large part of that has to do with like inflated budgets, but, um, but I also think a large part of that also has to do with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, like all these places where people are watching TV. Now there was a report the other day that said that, um, people, more people, I think two times more people cut cords, their cable cord than was previously expected in 2018. Um, so people are getting rid of their, their shit faster and faster every single day. Um, and I think about that for the game industry and going back to what um, Darius was saying about, you know, you have to have something good in place of what you're taking away. Like, where is the good? We understand the good from the film part of it because, hey, you can watch movies at home. Hey, it's like $10 for a subscription or whatever. Um, you know, it's convenient for me to do this. I am not certain what the convenience is for not having a disk drive, other than less clutter in your house. I and I, I look at the I look at Google Stadia with that, like, and same thing with with uh, Microsoft's Play Anywhere is mm-hmm. that that convenience of being able to pick up your game and play it anywhere. But then what about bandwidth? Like it's the same thing we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, right? Like, yeah, I mean, not everybody's gonna have the same internet speed. Like, did, are you gonna limit who can access this? What's that gonna do to your data cap? How much, how much do you need at minimum, like with your internet speed to be able to run 4K 60 frames per second? Like what they're touting. Oh, you can do this from your browser. Okay, cool. How, what is that? At, at what cost? At what cost? And, and that's, and that's for them. Listen, and that is for, for those really smart guys to figure that out to make that work. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, because, I mean, think about it. It's the same thing with, um, same thing like with, with, uh, music and movies. Like, it, like the size of like uh streaming music yeah. all the time the size of watching like a full length movie not even just a movie binging a whole series on Netflix like imagine like yeah. the the magic that they had to do to to compress all of that so that yeah. you're not completely destroying your your um your data cap yeah i hadn't even thought about music yeah the record industry has completely changed St- streaming destroyed records destroyed it i mean there's a niche out there obviously if you want to like go buy a vinyl but i mean nobody's buying cds anymore not at all yeah so So at the end of the day it just comes down to those guys figuring out a way to compress all of that to not only make it playable but then also to make it where it doesn't destroy our data cap which if they're able to do it with movies and netflix and they're able to do it with music then i'm pretty sure we'll be able to do it with gaming so um speaking of netflix Random tangent. Um, just found out. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I was not. Uh, Netflix is coming out with a Witcher live action show. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. 
um, Superman is playing Gerald. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that should be coming out this year. Think, yeah, at the end of this year. That's crazy to me, and I don't know how to feel. <laughs> so, so have you seen the picture of him as Geralt? I'm looking at it. It's Ooh. all right. So it like it's Lord of the Rings. It does like it's. I think it's going to be um, based on like the book. It's based on the books, so it's not like the Geralt that we know of from like The Witcher Three. It's definitely be a younger one, so that's why he doesn't have like the beard and everything like that. Ooh, that doesn't sound lit. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I'll watch it. I like The Witcher. That was a great game. Yeah. What I like though about what they did with the games was that if you read the books, I haven't read the books, but I know people that have read the books and then play the games. They say that the games will throw in uh, like little like Easter eggs from the books. So that's what I'm guessing what this Netflix show show will do is that since it's based on the books, will you know be referenced to certain characters that we've seen in the games. So you know I'm I'm, I'm excited. I want I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, I'm curious. Excited about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, take us home. All right, so finally our topic today with you know all this talk about you know. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say next gen, but just consoles in general. It's um, it's it's next it's, gen. Yeah, it's, it's next gen. Yeah. Um, just more or less Pretty like next. what's yeah what's what's on to the future. Um, and what I like about this news that we're gonna talk about or this you know our topic for this week's episode is that it's not a rumor. It's like straight from the source. Straight up from the donkey's mouth. Exactly. So uh, this week we're gonna go ahead and talk about the first PS5 specs revealed. Um. And like we said, it's not a rumor. It's not from, you know, some kid's uncle who works for Sony. <laughs> you know, it's it's actually from Mark Cerny. Uh, he interviewed, uh, I think it was uh, Wired.com. Yeah. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they got some some really good information about the PS5 specs. Some so, great information, like that came out of literally nowhere. Yeah, so you, you want to go ahead and uh, and head this off? Oh sure. I mean, I I honestly, you have been killing it this episode hosting, but I will definitely do that. Um. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, like you said, Mark Cerny is the lead architect, which is ex- insanely exciting because um he, he was the lead architect for the PlayStation Four, and we see how well that worked out. Um. I won't bore people with just the straight up spec information but just in case you're curious it is an eight core it's an amd so not a intel not nvidia amd um sony's had a working relationship with amd before so that's kind of expected um and it's based off the ryzen 3 and I think that's actually pretty cool. The, the CPU, the pro, the processor is it's good. It's it for people who don't understand that. Um, I had to look some of that up too because I'm not super hip on Ryzen. Um, I am familiar with some of their stuff, but not all of it. But it, it's it's good. It's something that's coming out um, this year or already out. It's one of the two. Um, and so by the time that the PlayStation five releases it will be about a year old so that sounds about right um the thing that i'll tell you a couple things um that really interested me and then you guys can kind of chime in with with what interested you but i want to say the ray tracing is something that i did not accept or expect to see in 
this console, like this go around. Um, if you if you're not familiar with ray tracing, essentially it demonstrates or it, it illustrates light in an extremely realistic way, um, kind of like light particles. So if you, it's really easy. Obviously, this is audio only show, so we can't show you this. But if you just go check out a, a YouTube video or Google some images of ray tracing, and and it looks insane. Um, I want to say the latest game that I saw that implemented this technology was um, Metro Exodus, and that game is stunning. Um, and it's a game that utilizes light uh, pretty. It's pretty integral to the game. Um, so you you put that in something like that. Um, it, it's in a very advanced sense. Uh, it's a very advanced tech that essentially I wasn't expecting to see. So that was a huge, huge surprise. Uh, but the biggest news, the biggest news to me, um, and, and it's something I think we should probably spend a little bit of time on, is the fact that it is backwards compatible with PlayStation 4. What? Yes. <laughs> well, fully... Fully backwards compatible with PlayStation 4. I think that is extremely exciting for several reasons. Number one, PlayStation 4 was not backwards compatible, uh, backwards compatible with PS3. So we saw a lot of remasters and remakes and re-releases because we couldn't play those games on PlayStation 3. Um, I think that's going to be huge going forward, not just for PlayStation 4 games and, and it gets people, um, continuing to invest in the properties that are coming out now, which I think is insanely smart of Sony to get out ahead of that stuff and say, hey, you'll play, you'll be able to play all this stuff on your next console. I think that's great. That's what people want to hear. Um, <laughs> not only is are, can you do that, I think, and I don't think they've announced this yet, um, but this is speculation on my part, but I think that it's going to be compatible with PSVR stuff. Oh, no, um, yes. That's, uh, that's confirmed already. Oh, they confirmed it? Okay, great, yeah. great. So that makes me even more willing to invest in that software. Now, granted, I'll probably just go ahead and wait till PS5 because I think the next headset, the PSVR 2, is probably going to be wireless, which I think is the next big step up for VR. Um, out, even outside of, like, the graphics, uh, the graphical upgrade, I think that being wireless and maybe room scale is like the next big thing. Um, but I think that's insanely exciting. Is there anything in this report that have you guys kind of hyped? Well, well, you go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I was going to say starting off with like the ray tracing, um, like in a nutshell, just since like we're like, we're in an audio format. If I imagine this, imagine you're playing a star Wars game and you're in front of a stormtrooper. You look at the stormtrooper, and in his armor, you see a reflection of an enemy yes. behind you. Yeah, that's basically what ray tracing will be able to do. Right, and so, current and currently, games utilize an artificial version of that. So people might be like, "Well, there's reflections in my games already." Yeah, but they're kind of pre-rendered and they're not actually accurate usually. Yeah. So you know that in itself is pretty cool. They're going to be um, using that technology to give us uh, 3D uh, audio. So not only are we getting a graphical update, we're getting an audio update, which I think is great, especially if you play with headphones on. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do if you're playing with just a TV speaker to see how that will really work. Um, you didn't bring this up, but the solid state drive 
Oh, yeah. Included into the system. So with solid state drives, if you don't know, it's a new type of hard drive that essentially will cut the load times and like that, like even more than half. More. Yeah. 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 They did. They did a test of someone playing Spider-Man on a PS4 on the PlayStation 4 Pro. It took them 15 seconds to do a fast travel. With the PS5 dev kit, with the solid state drive, it took 0.8 seconds. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. That 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 to me is is maybe like my third most hype uh, aspect of this news. Um, I think load times uh, are generally have generally been okay on a lot of games I've played, but there have definitely been some times Anthem um, where you know it's been painful. And I think that this is a, a big, big deal. We've wanted SSD storage forever. This is really cool. Yeah. So I, I feel like, um, and I think I've either read this or seen like a video where they talked about they're working with uh, a company to make like exclusive SSDs because SSDs are actually pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And if you were to get an SSD for like your PS4 now, the type, like the size of the hard drive would uh, most likely run the cost of that hard drive being more than your PlayStation itself. So um, hopefully, you know, with them doing this partnership, it's going to run the cost down and also run the cost down for the system in general. Um, I'm also a big fan of the PlayStation VR. So um, I'm in the same boat too. I had to get rid of my PSVR, so I don't have one. But I, but they're getting pretty cheap now. You can find them on deals. But I want to wait for you know the PSVR 2 like you said there's rumors of it being wireless and having a better um just better like uh like lenses and everything like that so yeah um, i'm really excited about that what about you Darius how are you feeling i mean for me the something that's extremely exciting is the whole backwards compatibility thing because not only can i play my PS4 games on my PlayStation 5 but it's going to set the precedent for the gaming economy like that's going to put Xbox in a place where if mm-hmm. they don't follow up with that, they're gonna, they're, that's gonna put them behind significantly for their next console. And I feel like that it's, that's only help, healthy for competition. Like those type of things is great for the economy of gaming. I, I feel like it was, it was more, it was, it was more so better for Sony to reveal this than for Xbox. Cause I feel like with Xbox, it's honestly, I feel like it's going to be a given that their stuff is going to be backwards compatible because they fought so hard to, like, say, hey, you know, we brought back the 360 games. You can play that. We're giving you 360 games through the Game Pass, through the Xbox Live, you know, free games every month. Um, so with hey, Xbox's, we- yeah, with Xbox's new thing, I, like, I feel like I expected them to, that's going to be, like, a backwards compatible thing. But for Sony, the way Xbox was going about doing it was we're going to benefit off of you playing your old games but now they're in a position where they have to just give it to us now oh okay i see what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. I, see, I yeah i see what you're saying so okay. like that's good for everybody everybody wins with that that's great news mm. yeah yeah it's really really great news yeah I, I was i was gonna say yeah i was kind of with um what what is backing up what, what chris was saying too because I definitely think it, oh, it certainly puts Microsoft in a position of like, you know, they, whatever they do now is, it has to match them or surpass them. Right. Um, but I also think that, you know, they have been on a path. They've been on a good path for the last year or so. Um, as, as we spoke about on the show, like, I've been pretty impressed. 
I think we both have been pretty impressed with what Microsoft has managed to accomplish and their play anywhere stance is, I think, pretty innovative for the console scene. And I hope that they continue that um, going forward because I'm, I'm super interested in what that yields. Um, but yeah, for sure, them coming, Sony coming out and being like, hey, yeah, like you could do anything. You could play anything you want. It's all backwards compatible. We're good with that. I think that is that sets a great precedent. I'm super happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, one more thing though is that um, I feel like we really didn't have we didn't have to say too much about it, but it's good that they're talking about it already. But the 8K support, I feel that most people still don't even have 4K. So them saying, "Oh, this is you know it'll be at 8K," I feel like that's more or less telling them telling us that the PlayStation 5 is going to be future proof. So once you know 4K becomes a norm, then they'll be pushing 8K TVs. Um, we don't have to worry about, you know, PlayStation putting out like a PlayStation 5 Pro to get the 8K. I think that's a good way of them saying, hey, once we get to that point, the PlayStation 5 can handle 8K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty early. Like you said, not a lot of people have even adopted like full. I don't even think people understand what HDR is at this point still. So. I mean, we've got a little bit of ways to go, but who knows? Like, by the time that this releases next year, like, maybe that gets pushed out a little bit better. Um, I think 4K TVs, like, good 4K TVs are just now starting to get affordable outside of the TCL line. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think we'll definitely start seeing those for sure. Um, I, I'm still kind of like insanely excited about the SSD. That might actually shoot up my list as far as like what I'm most excited about because thinking about playing like, a fighting game and being able to just jump like if i'm playing dragon ball fighter z or street fighter 5 or 6 or whatever like i'll just be able to go from match to match to match to match like that would be amazing no loading really yeah Beautiful. oh yeah that would be that would be so cool um anthem you can fly through all the caves and not load see now now here's the thing (laughs) so when it comes down to like uh having an ssd yeah, it's going to increase, I mean, it's going to decrease the loading times, but, like, right. if the game wasn't built correctly, it still won't fix it. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And also, yeah, they're probably going to be making games that are going to utilize all of that space as well. So, I mean, it's impressive that you get 0.8 seconds of load in Spider-Man, but that was made on different architecture um, inherently. So I guess we have to factor that in as well. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean... That's pretty much the, all they've really given out, which was, yeah. I mean, really, really good news. Good, good news that they're officially talking about it. Yes. Um, they won't be doing anything at um, at E3 this year, mm-hmm. but, you know, they started their state of play, uh, which is like PlayStation's form of Nintendo Directs. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll see some more stuff with that. And then at the end of the year, there's the PlayStation experience. So yeah. I think we'll definitely, I think, I, I feel like we'll definitely see, I feel like we'll definitely see something either then, or we'll see them put out some sort of like state of play uh, episode out yeah. with them talking about the PS5. I, um, I also think that just really quickly here before we close up, um, it's also significant that, where we have confirmation of cross-gen titles, which, I mean, isn't a huge, huge surprise, but, I mean, it's just nice to know that that's it's confirmed that that's going to happen. Um, we've been saying forever, I know I've been saying forever, that stuff like Death Stranding, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's a cross-gen title. 
Um, and even stuff like Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if both of those titles are, are cross-gen. Maybe even Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, I could see Last of Us Part 2 being cross-gen. Yeah. Uh, just like how The Last of Us was cross-gen. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it slips to 2020. Like, if it does not, if it ends up not releasing this year, um, then I, I would certainly put my money on that. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think the price is going to be? I'm going to say 5.99. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really high. <laughs> That's really high. But yeah, but I also kills it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was going to say you no, know I'm I'm with you. I'm on the 5.99 ship as well. 5.99? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go really uh risky here and i'm, I'm gonna go 400 oh what I, I yeah i'm going super risky here um maybe a little wish, wishful thinking but i also think that they're gonna want to capture some of that magic they're gonna want to capture some of that 399 magic they got around the first time when when this console was revealed um and they were able to just snatch that rug right from under microsoft i think they're gonna want to go for that again this whole article, this Wired article, uh, the interview with Cerny, it all just seems like they're just trying to repeat that magic. Not necessarily like enough in a nefarious way, but just in a way where it's like they're they're cognizant, they're they're self-aware of what they want to do here. You know, they 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 know what they're doing. I mean, with with everything that they're pumping in the system, do you honestly think they they're gonna release that four hundred? I think they could. I think it could be done. If it, it, I mean, again, now. If they were released it tomorrow, no, I don't think so. Um, but the tech that they're putting in it uh, right now, I think, is right in line with what the tech was in 2012 when they released or re- when they revealed this, um, or t- 2013, I think. Sorry, um, and I think they were in a similar space where everybody was like, "Whoa, they put eight cores in this thing! Like that's insane." Because they did, and that that was a oh eight gigs of RAM. Excuse me, they put eight eight gigabytes of RAM. Nobody thought this thing would be four hundred dollars until they actually said it on stage, and they were like, oh, okay, I see. So I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go four hundred. I, I don't know if it's super realistic, but I'm just that's that's what I'm putting my money on. Well, we'll find out. Heck yeah, we're gonna find out. Uh, we won't see it this year, like you said, but um. We'll definitely see. Like I, I you know, I've I've eaten crow before. Let's see if I'll eat crow again. Mm. <laughs> but with that, that is another episode of Should I Play That? Uh, once again, want to thank Darius from uh, Agree to Disagree from joining us this episode. Um, anything you want to shout out, Darius? Yeah, pl- plug your show again. Yeah. Where, where can we find you on the internet? I can right now. We're only on SoundCloud. It's all I can afford right now. <laughs> but we're on SoundCloud. It's agree to disagree. Um, we do a show every week for the most part. We're coming up on our season finale for our 25th episode. Congrats! So you can expect something pretty crazy for that. And uh, we would be happy to have you guys join our show and check us out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anything. Um... I guess anything else you you want to plug in or um I do have a friend she is trying to do this whole streaming thing with the gaming the gaming streaming she's starting off strong though like she hosts 
her own shows in Atlanta. Like she's done a show at Game and Brew, not a show, but a tournament at oh, Game nice. that she hosted. Okay. Her Contradiction. And I would um check her out. She does really good content. She plays all the good games. So I'll check her out. All right, cool. And then we'll we'll have all this stuff in the description as well. So if you guys want to go ahead and uh, show them some love, that would be great. Uh, Rod, you got anything for us? Yes. Um, once again, thank you, Darius. You were awesome. We always love to have guests on here. Um, so thank you again for joining us. Um, and thank you, the listener, for checking us out on all the various audio platforms that uh, that you've been checking us out on. Um, thank you to the people who have reached out to me. Uh, personally about the show i appreciate you guys listening um check us out once again keep you know leaving comments likes you know follow the facebook page that's kind of the nucleus of all of this so definitely check that out um and we appreciate you listening yeah and uh same thing that that rod said um thank you guys for for joining um shout out to everyone that uh showed up for our smash brothers stream so by, by far our yeah. most viewed video or yeah. most viewed stream at like 700 800 views yeah so, like 700 in the first like 12 hours or something yeah no that was that was that was right after we got off i was like hmm let me see how many how many people joined oh, wow. to watch right yeah i think as of like last time i checked it was like a day or two ago we we're like at 800 nice or something like that so uh yeah definitely shout out to you guys um like i said we'll be doing the smash Brothers streams on thursday nights um definitely I will, tr- I will try to actually be around for those so i apologize guys i will try to join those <laughs> especially with the new character out we're gonna be um yeah. you know messing around with joker I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna like i said in the last stream i'm gonna stick with incineroar i know he's not top tier i know a lot of people say he's trash but it's just <laughs> I feel like I'm at home when I'm playing as the Cinderor. When I win, I pop off. I don't care. So, uh, yeah. So... For as long as I've known you, I, I'm not surprised that you enjoy using Cinderor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you'll definitely see me getting better on stream, playing with you guys. And so, sort of like what we did last stream, you know, a like, a share goes a long way. And hey, if you show up in stream, you're ready to follow our content and you like and share. Who knows? We might do a giveaway. We might give out some eShop credits. Who knows? But all it all it takes is for you guys just to, to follow the page, like the stream, and share the stream. That's all I wanna that's all I wanna say about that. Nothing too big. So with that, this is uh Chris and Rod and Darius signing out for should I play that? Like I say every week, drink your water, take your vitamins, uh you know, give thanks. For, for life every day. Um, every day is a, a gift. It's a present. And I'm trying to add something new this week. I think that was a new one. I think that, I think they got it. I think they, I mean, I feel invigorated right now. <laughs> moisturize. <laughs> moisturize your feet and your ankles. Make sure you stay <laughs> moist. Make sure you stay moist. Oh, <laughs> Listen. boy. That's what you said. <laughs> Alright, shut it down. Shut it all down. <laughs> and with that, Stay beastly. Peace. Back.